0: All right. So breaking down the top five from this weekend, we have Shazam as a repeat number one with a 25.14 million uh, gross for the weekend. And after that, we have Universal's Little, which actually did surprisingly well. It's about 15.5 million. And then from there, we have the gritty R-rated <laughs> reboot of Hellboy with uh, 12 million. It's not doing well. And there's a lot to talk about there. And after that, we have Pet Cemetery in its second week performing with a pretty standard horror drop of 10 million. And then we have Dumbo, the Tim Burton Dumbo, still hanging on with 9.118 million dollars. So, uh, Brennan, do you have any
1: overarching thoughts from this week? You know what? I think it's nice to see uh, Shazam take a uh, second consecutive week uh, in first. Um, I guess also they stunned a couple um, theater chains because they got bumped up in theater account this weekend as opposed to last weekend. So I think that's a good sign for them. They're making a lot of money. Um, and then I think the big topic uh, of discussion at the box office this weekend has got to be Hellboy. It truly bombed. I didn't think it would be this bad. Um, it, this is a really, really, really awful first weekend for that film. And uh, I guess we'll see where it goes, or I guess where it doesn't go. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not good. Um, we'll get to that in a second.
0: Let's. I think let's just start with Shazam because it's number one. So, yeah. hundred million dollar budget. It's grossed twenty five million second week worldwide. Gross is now sitting at two hundred twenty one million, which is solid. But my but my question is, did we expect this movie to have a better hold from weekend from week to week? Because from my perspective, I just thought that. Fifty million opening, which is pretty decent for what the movie of its size. And you would figure it's more of a comedy. You figure have like a little a better comedy drop from week to week. But are, are you surprised at all with that drop, or is this just me creating something out of nothing?
1: Uh, you know what, fifty three percent drop from last weekend. It's not bad, but you're right. I think I probably would have expected somewhere in the mid forties if I had to take a guess. Um, it, it's hard when a film opens up to over fifty million to maintain. Uh, and have small drop offs, but I think, um, yeah, this is definitely a little bit worse than I thought they would do. Second weekend, I thought they would definitely hold on a little bit stronger, but it's still a good weekend for them. They're still making money a lot of money. Um, yeah, I I can definitely see your point there.
0: Yeah, it's 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 doing fine. Uh, that's that that's we shouldn't bury the lead there. Warner Brothers is going to be content. I mean, it's already made 221 million on a hundred million dollar budget, so it's doing fine. And there's already been talks of the, the whole group, David F. Sandberg, and everybody coming back to make a Shazam 2. So that's not going to be a problem. But from my perspective, I just thought that this movie would probably have better legs than it than it looks like it's appearing to have. And then we have Endgame on the horizon, which is just a, a black hole that's just going to suck in every, <laughs> every bit of money that's possible in the box office. I just would have expected this movie to just do, I don't know, a little better. Um, I mean... Then maybe I'm being greedy. Who knows? But we've seen this is maybe coming off of Captain Marvel, which is just still doing absurdly well. But I don't know. Shazam is it's doing okay. But I just feel like it could have been more. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think next weekend's probably the last opportunity for them to collect all their chips, so to speak, before uh, Endgame comes in. Uh, so I think it'll be crucial for them next weekend to try to stay around 50%. That would be crucial next weekend. Get the money uh, domestically. Get some more... Uh, foreign dollars in there, get get your worldwide box office up a little bit because Endgame is gonna put absolutely everything to a halt.
0: Yeah, it's it's really just gonna just destroy everything in its path and it's gonna make three hundred million dollars or whatever in its opening weekend. And I'm just maybe it's gonna be
1: Yeah yeah,
0: insane. It's gonna be ridiculous. And I wonder there could be two ways of looking at this where Shazam gets actually a little bit of a bit of a bump in future weeks because there's so many Sellouts of, of Endgame, so like, all right, let's just go see this other superhero movie, or it could be the complete opposite where it just no one sees it. Um, so it, it's definitely to be determined with this movie. But other than that, like, it's it's doing fine. Warner Brothers can't really complain. Obviously, they like to do like for it to be doing a little better, be more of a breakout hit. But I mean, it's doing fine, so you can't really complain with that. So I don't really have much else to say about this movie. Honestly, no, yeah,
1: I agree. It's just. Sure.
0: It's just there. <laughs> um, yep. So we move on to our second uh, place film here with Little from Universal, which um, I'd seen the trailer for a bunch of times. It looked like it got a lot, lot of laughs from audiences, and it made actually a pretty decent chunk of change, $15.5 million against a $20 million budget. Uh, what did you think about this one? Were you curious about this movie at all, or was it just kind of not on your radar?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that this is a film um... – that they marketed pretty heavily. I remember seeing this in the theaters probably four times uh, in the last couple of months, like just before other movies in the previous. Um, so I expected it to do okay. I think it's kind of following um, in the footsteps of some more recent films, say What Men Want, um, mm-hmm. which kind of opened to a respective number with as well a $20 million budget. Um, it, it's tough though, because these are, are films that don't always do well in foreign markets. So while, yeah. we're, while we're praising it's $15.5 million opening weekend, uh, I don't think it'll make back that much overseas. So factor in marketing, which I'm not 100% sure what it is, uh, but with the $20 million budget, I don't know how much of a moneymaker this will be, but just, just for what it is, 15.5 opening weekend, that's pretty strong for this film, and it took out Hellboy. I didn't think it was going to uh, do better than Hellboy did, but that just goes to speak how uh, unnecessary... Another Hellboy film was.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, well, there's a lot to say there. Uh, <laughs> little, little kind of feels like like a vestige of like the '80s like body switch comedy that were just like all the rage back a few decades ago. Uh, it's it's just one of those movies we don't see a lot of anymore, which is just kind of interesting to kind of see it back. It, like I'm, it's very much a 2019 movie if you just see like the trailers and everything involved. It just it looks like it's of today, but it just feels like it has so many roots in movies that have come before, and um, I don't know. This movie is really just going to be all about legs. Um, it's definitely, I mean, with the type of movie it is, it's not really going up against head-to-head against any other t- kind of movie It's coming out in later weeks. It's just going to kind of exist, and the people that really want to see it will go see it, and there's no really overlap with anything else, so it's really, it's really just going to matter on if it has legs, And if it's so, we'll probably need to come back next week and really look at that week to week drop. And if it's below 40%, then it will definitely bode well for Universal. Um, but like it's made, including you mentioned, it's not going to do very, very well in foreign markets. It's made about 2 million overseas, which isn't bad. And it has a slower rollout, it has a few other uh places it still has to go to, like Spain and France and Russia. And Russia's not even until August when it comes out there, so. Cool. Uh, this so, the I doubt <laughs> Russia's gonna make this movie like a cash cow, but you never know <laughs> with something like this. It doesn't take ridiculous amount to make it a, a success, and I think this could be one a movie that does really well on streaming or just like on our rent, like a like a red box or something like that. Because I agree, see, people see that and say like, ah, I don't. This doesn't look tremendous enough for me to go out and see it go out and see in the theaters, but I might give it a shot later on. Um, I don't know what you think there, but that's kind of where I see this movie going. Just kind of a, just a casual red toll or Netflix stream later on.
1: No, yeah, for sure. I think this is going to do well uh, on streaming services later on, but yeah, you're right. It's got a slower roll. It'll, it'll make some money. You're right. It could, it could definitely be a hit. And as you said, it's not really going head to head against anything else. This is kind of its own uh, sectioned off comedy here. I think that it'll, Probably do well next weekend. Probably not have that big of a drop off. It's a good Friday or Saturday night film to just go check out if you're with some friends. I'd say. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it could, it could definitely be a decent hit.
0: Yeah, I think it's. We'll, we'll see what this one. I mean, it feels like a really calculated uh, risk by Universal, twenty million. It's not nothing crazy going on. It's just a high concept comedy that they figure they'd hope to get their money back. So we'll see. Right. Um, but with that, here's the main event of the week. We have. <laughs> The reboot, the R-rated reboot of Hellboy, uh, which opened under even what were pretty mild expectations of 17 to 20 million dollars, it opened at 12. That's a 50 million dollar budget, so not awful. This isn't this isn't a Mortal Engines scenario where it had a ridiculously high budget and just made nothing in its opening weekend. But
1: as you said, this is not good at all. For this no. movie. It's it's really troubling. I don't know what the goal was here. I don't know. Do you, I don't know if they were trying to maybe make this a hit and spark another Hellboy franchise. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they, they, I'm sure they were trying to. You yeah, know. if they could have, they probably would have. But that's definitely not gonna happen at this point. Um, I think that they probably saw the success of Deadpool, R rated Deadpool a couple years ago and said, let's you know what, let's open the door on a Hellboy uh reboot R rated um and then it's 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 a complete disaster i don't know It's it's tough i mean i want to see how it does uh when when uh it opens up to more foreign markets when we kind of see that money start to come in but a 12 million dollar opening weekend that's quite disastrous i don't know if this just based off uh, domestic dollars alone, it's going to be able to get to 50. I, I'm not 100% sure. Do you think it will uh, be able to get I, there or no? Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening at all. And I mean, we do have to wait
0: for foreign numbers to come in. Um, it actually has a release in China, which I found really interesting because cons- normally the, the, uh, the board, the entertainment boards in China, really they kind of like to skew away from kind of demonic or ghostly uh, themed movies. Right. Um, one of the big, one of the more bigger um, controversies controversies with that was with Ghostbusters a few years ago, where it just didn't get a Chinese release because of some weird antiquated rule about witchcraft in movies. Um, so you never know, uh, but I just don't see this movie yet. I just don't see this movie doing well at all in the United States. I just it just got savaged in reviews. Like I don't know if you've we neither of us have seen the movie yet, and i have just. Life gets in the way, but I, it's just, it's really, people were destroying this movie. It wasn't just like, it was a rotten, unrun tomato. It was like the, every review was just really angry. And just like, they just were just really going after it. So I just don't see much of much hope for it. Cause I think this was a movie cause it's not, a Marvel, it's not a DC, a Batman, Iron Man, whatever. It's not any established, super established. People People really like those Del Toro Hellboy movies, but it's not the, they don't have the same wide appeal in that respect. So I think a lot no, of people, for sure. a lot of people were definitely waiting to see what the reviews were for this movie before they would really make a decision either way. And with it, just, it's at what? Like a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and I mean, that shouldn't be your end-all be-all for whether or not you go see a movie or not. But for a lot of people, it is. And I just don't – I mean, people want to spend their money strongly or, or smartly. And I just don't see them going to the movies here. But um, it actually goes – and this is a really interesting story behind this movie. Uh, there was a lot of uh, news broke this weekend about just how troubled the production of this movie was. Where there was constant fighting between Neil Marshall, the director, and a couple of the producers, and apparently David Harbour walked off set multiple times. Scenes were getting rewritten on the fly, in some and some points. And this movie had like twelve producers. It was just, uh, it was just a logistical nightmare. And Neil Marshall sent in his cu- cut of the movie, and apparently producers just he never he didn't have final cut. Producers just went in and just cut the movie back up. So it's. There's just a lot going on with this movie, and it's just not a great look for Lionsgate. Uh, so, no,
1: not good. Yeah.
0: Not good.
1: That's that's a disaster in uh, in the making. Um, and if you even compare it to the Del Toro Hellboys, which I would argue are kind of uh, they they have cult followings now, I think mm-hmm. um, the Del Toro films. You even compare it to those, and this film opened up like way less than. Uh, what those films did you look at the first Hellboy in uh, two thousand four it opened up to twenty three million it only got up to fifty nine million domestically so yeah. this could be a real disaster for sure and especially as we said yet again end game around the corner we don't know if that's gonna help movies hurt movies um but it's definitely gonna take the light away from movies yeah it's i'm
0: I like those those del Toro hellboy movies I think they're they're fun they're they they have all the del toro signifiers they're a little they're fantastical they're a little like grotesque in that fun del toro kind of way and if i'm being honest i an r rated hellboy makes sense mm-hmm. when you think when you think of the subject matter you have he's a literal demon <laughs> and there's just evil dark wizards and shit flying everywhere and like yeah. this it, it makes sense for this be an r rated movie and in an age when everything is getting R-rated, like I don't have a problem with something with a just a a studio going out and saying, "Hey, like let's just try this different." Um, I mean, I'm sure this this is definitely in the vein. They saw things like Deadpool, which is in, which is gleefully profane. It's like, "Hey, let's do that." So maybe that idea wasn't the greatest, but I in concept, I feel like this movie could have worked in some way. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. I think with probably a better team behind it, they could have executed a lot better and made a a, a film that isn't getting torn apart so much and a film that's not bombing. I think definitely this thing had potential. Um, even just thinking a few months ago, I thought this could have been a hit. I don't know. But then as kind of we got closer and closer and closer, things started getting worse and worse for this film. And as you can see here, it's just an opening weekend disaster box office bomb. Uh, in terms of uh, domestic numbers, so yeah, you're right. I, I definitely saw where there could have been potential for this film, um, given the subject matter. But this is um, this is definitely a disaster.
0: Yeah, and this leads to just more trouble with Lionsgate in general. They have they were really successful about 10, 10 years ago, leading up to about five years ago for a five five year stretch in there where they had The Hunger Games. And Twilight going on, so it was they were just cranking out a ton of hits, and they were really profitable. And they've been, they've been really searching for that next cash cow ever since, and they've really failed a, a bunch of times. And just Hellboy is like the latest one where we've heard of just serious producing issues behind the camera with them trying to launch some type of maybe franchise or whatever they're trying to do. Um, and there's even there's rumors last year that Lionsgate was trying to sell off uh, their content to other people whether it be Warner Brothers or something like that and or even Netflix and and I wonder if this is just only going to accelerate those talks again cuz it's just Lionsgate has not been great and this recently and this is we're in a time now when even Fox is getting purchased so I wonder I wonder if we see something about that come out in, next, in the next few weeks
1: Yeah, I think that this could definitely lead Towards that uh, happening, um, I mean, we'll see. But I think that definitely, you're definitely onto something yeah, That's definitely something that could could uh, happen for sure. It doesn't really bode well for Lion'sgate at all.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I just can't wait for more Twilight movies from whoever purchased that. And then I, <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> we'll get to something Twilight adjacent in a second. But uh, I think let's move on. Sorry, Hellboy, you you tried, you failed. But let's move on to. Pet Cemetery, which I don't really have much new to say about this movie. Uh, it dropped about 60%, which is fairly standard for horror movies. Uh, even though they would like to see more, considering it, there's the Pet Cemetery branding on it, but uh, it's it's doing all right. And it was a calc- this is a calculated move by Paramount. 20 million 21 million dollar budget, and it's already made almost 77 million worldwide, and then it'll get to 100 million soon enough. So. Uh, this movie is just its just chugging along, and it's going to make a nice chunk of change for Paramount.
1: Yeah, you know what? I was disappointed with the film uh, content-wise, what what I watched, and I didn't, I didn't love the film. But uh, from a uh, kind of just a fiscal perspective and how it's doing at the box office, this film is is its is a success. It's a moderate success. It is a pretty standard drop, as you said, about 60% for a horror film. Um, but as you said, the budget's low. They're making their money, and I think that this film... Will get 100 million globally. It it will prove to be a hit. I thought it would have been a slightly bigger hit, as you said, considering um, the the branding behind it and Stephen King, especially. But uh, it's 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 happening. It's moving along here. 10 million dollars. It's not too bad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed if I was Paramount. I think they're they're going to make a decent chunk of change off this film. And uh, yeah, not too much to say about that.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, I'm pretty sure they were hoping for some crazy. I mean, you, in a vacuum, you can't always hope for this, but I'm sure they were hoping with it being Pet Cemetery that there was going to be a crazy breakout hit and maybe across 200 million worldwide, and maybe like approached Get Out type of numbers or something like that. But like you said, the movie isn't great. It's very, it's it's very much a non-starter for me personally when I watched it. Um, so it's just, and it didn't audiences don't really haven't really responded well to it either so the fact that it's making this much money now is just really just based off of that pet cemetery name so uh yeah could could have been worse but and it could have been a lot better but hey they're making money and it's gonna probably quintuple the budget at some point so i'm sure paramount's not losing sleep they definitely they
1: definitely needed uh they definitely needed an open week opening weekend spark though from the audiences they definitely needed Good, yeah, good, uh, definitely good reception out the gate, and I think that would have helped this film. Uh, they didn't really get that because the opening weekend it, they made good money last weekend, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like crazy numbers. Um, it wasn't like it was about twenty five million last weekend that they opened up to. Um, they needed to make more than that opening weekend. They needed good reception. They didn't get that, so it's just going to be kind of just your standard horror film from here on out.
0: Yep, I agree. And we have The Curse of La Llorona coming out next week, so that'll probably dip into its amount just a little bit uh, with that being the next big uh, horror movie from Warner Brothers, but uh, it's chugging along. So with that, I think we'll move on to Dumbo, and I also have nothing really new to say about this movie. Uh, it continues to kind of just struggle along. Uh, it's made $266 million worldwide against a $170 million budget, so that's not great for uh, Disney, but like we've said many times, it doesn't really matter for them because they have so many... <laughs> profile, high profile hits or soon to be hits coming later this year. Um, the only thing I can say is it's inching closer to hundred million at the domestic box office and knowing Disney, cause they like these big round numbers for all of their shareholders. It'll definitely get there one way or another. Um, but yeah, it's just not doing great. It's just kind of a bummer for, I guess everyone involved there, but I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's chugging along. I think that it's probably going to surpass 300 globally. Um, just kind of probably inch a little bit past there but yeah this will get on to Disney Plus this will do okay Um, and it is Disney as well they got the money Um, at least they've passed their budget by a considerable amount now Uh, maybe they can start turning a pretty maybe they can start turning a profit on this I don't know how much they spent with marketing Uh, but overall it's fine it's it's doing okay not as well as I think uh, Disney wanted it to not as well as I thought it would do but I think that's another example of it needed better opening weekend reception. It also isn't a film that got great reception. It didn't get panned opening weekend. I mean, critics were kind of mixed on it. Audiences were, I saw a lot of kind of mixed, mixed reception. But it, I think if they got good, good word of mouth opening weekend, maybe it would have done a little bit better. But uh, I think it's something that people are just going to wait till it comes out uh, with a streaming service or on rental. It, it's not something that people are going to be rushing to see at this point
0: yeah, I think this is just it kind of speaks to just how saturated the market is When I mean, when when people hear that something is is mad or whatever and they don't really hear much great about it, they're just not gonna go see it in theaters because there's so much more to look at and even just stay at home and watch something on Netflix. it's just it's one of those where you just need you need with a movie like this it isn't it's a people know Dumbo it's known it's a known qua, qua, uh, it's a known item. In right. Movies, but it's not. We've mentioned this before. It's not The Lion King, it's not Aladdin. So you really need to do well with reviews and get that buzz going. I just didn't get that. It's not the worst. It's that's a fine film. I didn't mean, hate it. Hate watching it, but it's just kind of a. It's like Pet cemetery It's just a non-starter. It doesn't really get anyone excited for it, which is maybe the worst sin you can create <laughs> in this type of environment. But uh, yeah, so there. It's just chugging along. So I think from there, I'll just go to some more interesting question mark uh choices here with uh, i want to talk about after uh the new avron pictures movie and i literally have nothing to say about this movie except that it's based off of harry styles fan fiction so uh i'm just gonna live give everyone a moment to let that sink in, sink in. um and we're there <laughs> all right moving on uh we are moving on to missing link it's the new uh Leica studios production uh, this time distributed by Annapurna Pictures. And like Leica like, uh, movies before, we have on Two Strings, Paranorman, Coraline, all these box trolls, all these movies. It does not, it did not perform well at all. Uh, it opened in thir- uh, 3,400 theaters in the US and made less than $6 million with 5.8. Uh, so that's really not a good start for this movie. And it has. Every like every like a movie about a sixty million dollar budget. So this is really a bummer for me because this movie looked pretty delightful from the coming attractions. Uh, what did you think here, Brennan?
1: Yeah, I was super excited for this film. I'm probably gonna check it out next weekend. Just as we said, life sometimes gets in the way. So kind of busy this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna next weekend. This is this is the movie I'm gonna see because it looks great. Got great reviews, um, and I would urge other people to give it a shot as well. I just think that uh, stop motion isn't like. I don't want to go into it too much, but it's not something that – there's not a huge market. I just have to say it there. It's not a huge market. You're Um, right. uh, I mean, you got a guy like Wes Anderson. He's going to get – he's going to make considerable money. He's not going to make blockbuster stop-motion animations, but he's going to make some money back because he has a large following himself. But a film like this, I mean, I expected it to do better. 5.8 is quite low. But I didn't expect it to be a huge hit. I expected maybe 10, 15, but 5.8 is pretty rough. Um, we'll see how it does as, as time goes on. We'll see how it does in foreign markets. But it's definitely a very, very rough start for this studio in this film.
0: Yeah, it's just, you, as you were saying before, just stop motion animation is just really not performing well at the box office. There's there's like one or two stop motion movies that come out in the theaters in mainstream theaters every year, and all of them have underperformed considerably. You have Early Man from last year, which was from Ardman, the UK distributor, that, or creator of stop motion films, they do Shauna the Sheep, and as well, and all those all those movies and Wallace and Gromit and uh, it's just in all of, like these Leica movies—they're all very well received. Uh, Missing Link is certified fresh and Rotten Tomatoes, just like Kubo and Two Strings and everything before it. And yet, still doesn't do well, and it's kind of a bummer for Leica, who's—they've been bouncing around from uh, distributor to distributor with Purna picking them up this time. They just—they just don't seem to find a home with audiences. And but the audiences who do see their movies say they're quite delightful, and it, it's kind of a bummer. And we were talking before we we got on here just about like in general and how even though this kind of seems dire for them they're not going to go away um because the for those that don't know the owner of like studios is phil knight uh of nike fame so he he has the money <laughs> to keep right. this going and travis knight uh who you may know is the director of bumblebee uh has been heavily involved in these uh, these movies for them, so they're gonna stick around. But it's just curious that they just never find their audience, and I'm wondering what they could do differently moving forward because I really don't have an answer there.
1: No, it's pretty rare that a uh, stop motion film kind of comes around and becomes a huge hit. I mean, if you look kind of in the past, Coraline—that's another film that it made 75 million domestically, uh, worldwide it made 124. That's a critical hit, uh, received very well by people who saw it. Um, but that's that's also not a film that blew up, right? One hundred and twenty-four million globally for an animation is not great. Uh, but if you go back kind of in history, there there haven't been too many stop motions that have found an audience and became a big hit. You go back to two thousand with Chicken Run. I don't know if you remember that film.
0: I do remember Chicken Run.
1: Yeah, it it made two hundred and twenty-four million globally. So that is a in two thousand. So that is a pretty good sum for a stop motion uh, animation film. Then also you got The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is obviously a, uh, um, a film that's going to stand the test of time and it's still talked about today, but there aren't that many stop-motion films that really um, find their audience and make a lot of money. I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox, that's another example. That's the Wes Anderson film uh, from 2009. It made $46 million worldwide on a $40 million budget, but that's a film that some people were talking about as it's, it, it, it's like one of the greatest animations of all time at the time when it came out. Some critics praised it to that level. Um, so it's just hard. There isn't a huge market out there. So they need to keep these budgets low for these uh, stop motion animation films.
0: Yeah, and it's tough, and that runs into there's been numerous, and not just with. Uh, stop motion and animation, but just numerous examples of animators getting underpaid, and that's just kind of an ugly thing to deal with as well. But yeah, it's just—I wonder if this just goes back to Disney and Pixar just kind of san- not not sanitizing animation, but all of their movies kind of look the same, and they're all so popular that that's kind of what people expect now. So when they see something like stop and like that stop motion, it's just kind of odd to them and maybe like a little unapproachable. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's it's probably another discussion for another time. But yeah, sorry, missing link. Uh, you struggled. I, I'm hoping for the best for you. Uh, you, look, you look delightful. I want to see Zach Galifianakis do weird things. Uh, so that's a bummer. But we'll move on to some notes here. We have we had a bunch of interesting little indie movies that opened up or expanded. Uh, the one movie I got to see this week was High Life, which I highly recommend. Uh, maybe not to everybody it is a bizarre film that is shocking and definitely not for everybody. Uh, it's just its a lot of a movie. It's just, you'll know if you see it. Uh, but it, it expanded to 32 theaters around the country. And, it's, and it made about 200,000, which is a pretty solid number for that. Uh, it's doing really well. It's the Robert Pattinson uh, space movie for those that aren't aware. Um, like I said, great movie. I'm, I'm curious how, how A24 distributes this movie moving forward i i i pre- predicted on this uh pod last week that it would just be one of those a24 movies that gets pushed into way too many theaters and random people go and see it and they just have no idea what to do with it because it's so bizarre and they just uh, just reject it and i just kind of see that as the uh outcome for this movie it's kind of kind of sad to think about but i i don't know i just don't see this movie quite catching on to, for in terms of uh, uh, box office gross but other than that we have a couple other interesting movies we have, uh two uh, rock or music based uh, fictionalized music based movies with uh, Teen spirit that stars Al Fanning as a rising pop star and then we have her smell which is starring Elizabeth Moss and it's kind of in the vein of a Courtney love 90s grunge hmm. uh, anthem movie which is getting great reviews i'm really excited to see that one uh we have wild nights with uh, emily i believe it's uh with molly shannon uh it's just a very interesting uh let's say uh revisionist maybe revisionist history of emily Dick- dickinson um maybe not that it's kind of strong but it kind of it plays up on her uh love life shall we say and that's getting great reviews. It's very interesting. And the last one is uh, Long long Day's Journey Into Night. And so all of these movies, uh, other than High Life, they, we normally see like one big in- indie movie kind of uh, come out and, it pl- and play in four screens or three screens or whatever. And we, we had four this week. And then, now that doesn't even include Mary Magdalene, which is just a very interesting uh Former Weinstein issue with Rooney Maher and Joaquin Phoenix as Jesus. Um, that also opened. But we're seeing, it was a, it was a, there was a glut of indie movies that that came out this week. It's just interesting to note. Uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, I imagine a lot of them will go uh, straight to streaming soon eventually. So you'll probably see them soon. But just something to look out for. It's a little fun. A little fun tip. It's there.
1: Yeah. I um, wanted to also point out. Uh, sorry if you don't mind there. Uh, I think it was absolutely. the song that you, you brought up a couple of weeks ago, Diane. Um by uh, Kent Jones the the critic if I'm not mistaken um that that's a film that kind of boomed this weekend uh jumped up forty five percent from last weekend and made eighty three grand this weekend, expanded theaters a little bit so that that's a good sign yeah and it's i
0: I got a chance to see the movie it's really really good uh it's nothing groundbreaking or anything like that, but it is a really solid character study uh, that I totally recommend for those that don't want to go see Hellboy. You're <laughs> looking for something uh, a little a little more critically inclined uh, there. So, uh, yeah, definitely take, take a chance at Diane. And my favorite movie ever, The Beach Bum, is still hanging around, not doing too, too hot, but it's still there. It's still in theaters, so 100 theaters around the country. But, yeah, that's about it. And then we'll turn from there to just the polar opposite of of indie movies where we had a uh, star Wars episode nine trailer drop early this week. And I'm yeah. can't, I can't wait for the uh, Russian bots to go crazy here, but uh, <laughs> basically what did you think of the trailer?
1: What, what um, okay. So I watched the trailer, I think three times or so I thought it was, I mean, it doesn't show much at all um, besides one little bit at the end uh, where it doesn't show anything. You just hear something at the end that that's kind of the only thing that's revealed the rest of the trailer not really much is shown but i couldn't help but get excited watching it i I think that's something that people who are a fan of the franchise they can feel that way get excited watching it but then i kind of came back down to earth and i'm like you know this is okay trailer it's good it's it's not great it's
0: it's jj abrams really uh filling us with member berries again uh as South Park hilariously lampooned after force awakens came out. It really does feel like this movie is, it's not going back to its roots, but it's saying it's, it's, it's more comfortable feeling than something like the last Jedi, which just really polarized a lot of people. Um, now, obviously we have Pal, uh, Palpatine uh, laughing in yeah. the last, last section of that trailer, which you alluded to earlier, which yeah. we're bringing more stuff back and we got Billy D Williams. He's a, He's back and all cool. these new and all these old things which are fun to see but it's it's really interesting to kind of see uh this definitely feels safer than the last jedi and and it's it was pretty uh, infamously explained after the last jedi came out that they really didn't have a plan for episode nine after that and they were kind of just writing these movies as they go so uh we'll see if jj kind of goes back on things that last jedi made and Maybe Ray actually has parents that amounted to something. Um, I can't wait for all the clickbait articles talking about the name the title name and the font color of Star Wars. What does it mean? What does all this mean? But I oh, yeah. I, I can't help but be a yeah, I can't help but sure. yeah, I can't help but be a cynical asshole and just think of all of the just the just the stuff that surrounds Star Wars movies now. Where I immediately watched the trailer and I got a little tired. Just just cause after Solo and The Last Jedi, it's it's a lot, but who knows? Maybe we just needed JJ Abrams to come back in and make things comfortable again for everybody. So I don't know. I'm just kind of bracing yeah. myself. I'm I'm bracing myself. I like these. The like yeah, the beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um I like but, the the initial cut there. It's kind of a uh uh, allusion back to an older film. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Kind of the beginning oh. cut. It's, uh, yeah. so I believe it's, um, you know, North by Northwest. Um, oh, interesting. I, watch it again after this, but a lot of people... I can I see that. It, yeah, because you see Ray, she turns around, starts running, the ship's behind her. It's kind of like, they're similar angles. And it was pretty cool. I, I don't know if it was intentional, but I, I don't know. But it, it was cool. Yeah, JJ
0: is. I have nothing bad to say about JJ. He's an incredibly slick uh, director who's really intelligent. He uses visuals really well. He gets great performances out of his actors. He knows fun. He has that swashbuckling spirit in a lot of his movies. Even the two thousand eight Star Trek, which or two thousand nine Star Trek, which is just a delightful movie, and from my from in my uh, opinion. But he he knows he knows his movies. They they may not be the most inventive things in the world or whatever. You can throw all these things on him. He knows how to make movies and he is a very great craftsman. So I'm sure this movie is going to delight many people or not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just something to take a note of. Just, it makes sense with Disney dropping this in weeks going up to end Cause I'm sure this will be, be playing at every AMC or Regal or whatever theater chain before end game. So, uh, we shall see. Uh, yeah, the rise of Skywalker coming soon to theaters. You. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right though. Ab- Abrams is a guy that you look at his track record. There isn't really any stains. Uh, he like he's he's a pretty solid director. He he does he does the job and he does it very well. Um, so so I think it's going to be a, a good film. I'm looking forward to it. Of course. I mean, we're pretty far away from December, but yeah, this is the perfect time to drop it. We're going to see it before Endgame, 100. The the theaters, people in the theaters are probably going to. Go nuts.
0: All right. And with that, that about wraps it up for this week. So thank you, Brennan, and thank you to everyone else uh, out there listening. Uh, we will see you next week. So we'll see what happens with The Curse of La Llorona, every person's most anticipated movie ever. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody.